Welcome to Conversations with John and Lisa. And Lisa, it's the end of January, and we're still talking about resolutions for the new year. Now, I want to say right off the bat, why are they doing it? Because we want to keep this fresh and before you, because we don't want you to be one of the stats that gives up on your resolutions by the middle of February. So we just we just feel like keep... You can take a pause and restart. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep, absolutely. So last week, what we did, Lise, was so fun. We talked about some of our routines. Can I ask you, what, what, what would be two of your biggest you know, routines that have developed discipline in your life? Well, the, one of the first routines that has developed discipline in my life is called coffee. We and I get up and that's <laughs> the first thing. Okay. Now this is actually really true. It's You're capacity. getting an insight to John and Lisa yeah, Bevere, but Lisa on average has six shots of espresso okay, in the morning. She usually, when she's writing, has nine shots of espresso. And I there don't... was a day that she was, that was writing and she did 12 shots yeah. of espresso in a morning. Lisa, okay. I don't know how you do it it's, anyway. It's okay. So that's routine blood. number one. I asked for two. Okay. What's the other one? Um, routine. Okay. Well, you know, this is something that John really actually taught me. He said, when you're writing, you have to write a thousand words a day before you do anything else. And so that's really been a big thing where I actually know that there comes a time where now if there's a flow and you want to go more, that's great. But to be consistent. And I think, again, that's what we're talking about with resolutions to be consistent. You don't want to bite off more than you can chew. So if I set my goal for 3000 words and I can't do it, then the next day I've got to do 6000 words and then third day 9000, which is possibly impossible. Mm -hmm. So it's better to do a little bit consistently. And you know how Eugene Peterson said that it was about obedience, consistent obedience in the same direction. And that's kind of what we do. So, yeah, so that's. That's been the only thing I can think of that's a routine other than brushing my teeth. You know, Lisa, one of the things we talked about at the end of the year last year was how much we love hearing from our listeners. And yeah, how if much we don't hear from you, we'll talk about stupid stuff. Yeah, really. yeah, that's true, right? Especially if we haven't had our 12 shots of espresso. But um, we, we want to be able to discuss, because I'm going to say this again. I said it a couple episodes ago. Lisa and I are feeling like a mom and a dad now in the church. You know, I'm turning 60 this year, okay? And I... I want to help people where they're hurting. And I think that's Lisa's heart. Been a long time. So we love hearing from you on what you want us to talk about. So you go know, ahead, our, babe. our team actually did a listener poll and we were able to actually get 1,500 people to respond. And mm. this is what we found out that wow. the number one topic, 42% of the polls, was spiritual disciplines. Okay. They wanted to hear spiritual disciplines. So that is really, really awesome. So here's what I want to ask you, John. Last week, we touched on starting the new year in a difficult season of life. So sometimes people start their new year and it's not a difficult season, but many people feel like they are in a season of unrest and uncertainty and even fear and worry right now. And so will you share strategies on what we should avoid. So this is about what not to do, what we should avoid if we want to set our year up for success. And when we say success, we're not talking about financial success, but you know, we're talking about personal success that sometimes translates to financial success. So I don't want you to limit it. We're talking about success in your family, success in your health. So John, what are the things they should not do? So there are things that we should not do in our wilderness season. And then there's things that we should not do. So in a season of preparation. Yeah, in a season of preparation. Then there's things we should never do as a believer, okay? okay. Because we want to have the conduct that would reflect our marriage covenant that we have with Jesus. He's the groom, we're the bridegroom, right? And and so I I want to I want to talk about this because when we're in a dry season, Lisa, 
when we're in a time where it doesn't seem like the dream that God's putting in our heart is coming any closer, in fact, it looks like we're going further from it, mm-hmm. that's the time when we're most vulnerable to temptation yeah. because we're not being fulfilled. You know, the Bible says when a desire comes, it's a tree of life, right? Mm-hmm. So if the desire is not coming, hope deferred makes the heart sick. A, heart, a sick heart is a heart that's not strong against temptation. So our most vulnerable time is we're in dry places. Mm -hmm. This is when people do things that they regret later. So if you're in a dry season, first and foremost, up your time in the Word and ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten you. Number two, spend more time praising and worshiping and spend more time in prayer because those simple disciplines keep you from doing what the children of Israel did, that God gave them the five things of what not to do in the desert, yeah. right? It was the five right. things that kept them from the promised land. Right. And Paul said, this was written to us as those examples. As examples. Right. So number one, don't bring bad habits into your new year. And if you need to start the new year today, do it. Don't wait until January 1st, hey, this 2020. This is my new year. This okay. is my, yeah, my, this is my, my new, new year today. His January mercy is new every morning. 29th, January 29th. This is the New Year's Day. If, if you're listening, it's February 2nd. Do that. But don't bring bad habits. Don't mm. lust after the evil things when we are deprived. Sometimes we think the wrong things are going to make us feel better. They're going to make us feel happy. That's not true. I don't know why people think the wrong things will make them feel right, but they, I, they I know. do. Yeah. I know. It's really interesting how powerful the enemy is. Number two, here's, here's what not to do. Don't stay in a toxic relationship. Yeah, because they're often related. They are. Bad habits formed in toxic relationships. Bad company, the Bible says, corrupts good morals, right? Okay, so this could be a relationship with money. This could be a relationship with food, with a person. It could be a relationship with your career. Don't pursue idols. John the Apostle said, flee from it. That flee means run in stark terror in the opposite direction. And And an idol is anything we like, love, trust, give our affection to more than Jesus Christ. And Lisa, mm-hmm. I love the way God shared it with you, what, what he said an idol is. He said an idol is what you give your strength to and what you draw your strength from. That's so powerful. So, you know, don't do that. All right, here's the number three, don't. Don't give in to sexual temptation, into immorality. Listen, Paul made it so clear. When somebody does that, you're sinning against yourself. So before you think, oh, this 10 minutes of pleasure or 20 minutes of pleasure is going to be worth it, you have done wrong to yourself. Paul made it so clear. The person who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. You are damaging yourself. That's first and foremost. So just just think it through. And and this is where discipline helps. You think through the process before you engage in it with passion. So you think it through. All right, at the end of this thing, I'm going to be worse off than when I started, even though I'm going to get an immense amount of pleasure during the midst of it. Is that very short-lived pleasure worth it? No, it's not. Okay, so don't give in to it. Number four, don't. Don't tempt the Lord. Okay, and you know when you're tempting God. You're frustrated because your dream hasn't come to pass yet, and you start making requests that you know are ridiculous and you know are out of line with the will of God, and you are trying to move God's timetable forward. Joseph's in that dungeon for a set amount of time. 
Israel went to the wilderness for one year. They were only supposed to be there a year, but they extended it to 40 years. You know, Joseph was supposed to be a slave 10 years. Why? Because God was doing things in him that he didn't realize needed to be done, character flaws that needed to be worked out. And God said, I know the time that it's going to take. And so we think we know more than God. I'm ready. No, the time when you're going, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, is when God's going, no, you're not, no, you're not, no, you're not. Because if you look at Moses, he was ready, ready, ready to deliver Israel, and he killed one Egyptian when he was 40. God says, I'm going to now put you through my process, and now after 40 years, God goes, now you're ready, 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 and Moses goes, I can't talk. Yet the Bible says he was trained in speech and knowledge. He was a mighty orator, and yet he goes, I can't talk, I'm not fit for this get somebody else to do it so let me tell you if you think you're ready for that position that dream that God's put in you might be that you need a little bit more character working and the last one is and this is the most important don't complain don't complain don't complain my children hated this we used to sing it to them all the time do everything without complaining do everything without arguing that you might be blameless and pure children of God like don't even say the scripture Anyway, I could talk about complaining, and Lisa could talk about complaining for the whole podcast, but this is why God hates complaining so much. It says to God, I don't like what you're doing in my life, and if I were you, God, I would be doing it much different. It is an absolute insult to his plan and his integrity in your life. You know, before we go on to the do's, John, I want to just bring up something that I think is really important. I think when we talk about toxic relationships, sometimes people can have a very toxic relationship with social media. Uh, they are saying things they shouldn't Ooh, say to people. Close to home. Yeah, to, they're saying things they shouldn't say to people that they don't really have a relationship with. And uh, you, and you don't also want people coming into your world that are going to wound you. And so you're the gatekeeper. And so I think that the beginning of the year is a really important time to say, I'm not going to allow people who I don't have a relationship with to control the way I feel about myself with comparison and manipulation. I'm not going to, I'm not going to follow people that make me feel less than I'm going to follow people that make me feel inspired to obey God and love people. I am not going to be part of the critical community and I'm not going to give my time and my tolls to trolls. I think that's really important. That's so powerful, Lisa. Yeah. So, okay, we're going to talk about the do's. So here's some of the things you can do. What I want to ask our producers is why did I get the don'ts and you get the do's? Well, you know, I think you're known for don'ts. Oh, my gosh, Lisa, don't say that. Known for don'ts. Severe bevere. Okay, (laughs) I love it. Anyway, go ahead. So they're like, Lisa's known for do's. All right. Um, (laughs) So the first thing you want to do is you want to let go. You want to release all of last year's failures but you also need to release all of last year's successes. So good, babe. Because sometimes last year's successes will actually keep you from pursuing what God wants to do in the next year. So Because you're satisfied with it, Absolutely. Right? So Isaiah 43, 18, verses 19. It, this is, I love the way this goes. It says, for, but forget all of that. Wait, wait, I worked out. Forget all of that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. And this is what that reset wow. mindset with God. For I'm about to do something new. See? I have already begun. That's why you're in the wilderness. That's why you're in a dry season. He's letting all that old wine out so he can do the new wine. And he goes on to, do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. Whoa, whoa. Pathway through pathway. the wilderness. Exactly. And I will create rivers in the dry wastelands. So, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Best thing about a wilderness is that's where God reveals himself. He creates pathways through the wilderness wow. and rivers in the dry wastelands. I love that. So, so those are, you know, wilderness and wastelands is supposed to be non-navigable uh, places. And God's like, when you don't know where to go, 
I'm going to, I'm going to give you a pathway. And when you Beautiful. don't have any water, I'm going to give you a river of refreshing. And, you know, John, when I was reading Adamant, it talked about that rock that followed them through the wilderness, which was Christ. Christ. So no matter what you're going through, there is a source of, of refreshing. Yeah. yeah. And the next thing, so you want, you want to let go of last year's successes and failure. Next thing you got to do is get a fresh perspective on fasting. And one of the things I, and I, I love talking about fasting because it was a turning point in my life from an eating disorder. So I love what God did. But when you are thinking about dieting, see a diet changes the way you look. But a fast changes the way you see. Okay, that's amazing. And if you are going to forget what was in the past, you need to see what God wants to show you in the future. He said, behold, I'm doing something new. Do you not perceive it? Well, sometimes we won't perceive things that God is doing when we're so consumed with eating or social media or things that are just really kind of weighing us down. And so... Could a fast be... Yeah, you could fast social media. Fasting social media. You can fast uh, shopping. Remember, I did yeah, that, you know, yeah. and I watched God totally take care of us. You can fast uh, television. You can fast sugar. You can fast television. You could fast. You could fast sports, John. You could fast a lot of different. That things. That would be a really good fast. To <laughs> no. Fast the Super Bowl. Wow, yeah, yeah. that that would really yeah. for a lot of guys that would be saying, Jesus, I want you to Jesus know that is you Lord. are number one. That's what they would one. be saying. Yeah, exactly. So, so you can. But you, here's the thing. I think you should. Determine. I'm not telling guys to fast the Super Bowl, Lisa, and I okay. don't want anybody telling. None of you wives. Out okay. there, don't you be telling your husband. John, John Bevere says you're supposed to fast the Super Bowl. Oh, don't I get did us in trouble. not say that. Okay, yeah. but but here's the thing. I think you can determine what you need to fast by where the enemy has a hold on you. That's so, so well you put. Know, so I think if you can say, all right, I I have a he has a hold on me when it comes to food, or he has a hold on me where I I binge watch on Netflix or Amazon Prime. So you can determine your fast by according to where maybe you're lacking some capacity for that new thing that God wants to do. So and, and Lisa, I have fasted professional sports before because why they were getting out of place in my yes, life. So I'm going to add that Dallas caveat Cowboys. back. Yeah, yes. yeah. But okay. go ahead, go okay. ahead, babe. That was a long time ago. Since now you cheer for the Lions. Anyway, also, so we, we want to let go of things. We want to have a right perspective on fasting. And the next thing you've got to do, and, and I want to say this, Jesus fasted. And I'm kind of like, if Jesus, the son of God, needed to fast, then I'm pretty sure we all need to fast. So then it says, refresh yourself in God's word. Okay, so we need to say God's word isn't a duty. It's not something I have to do. It's a refreshing for me. It's, it's part of that river in a dry wasteland. When I read the word of God, it washes me, it refreshes me. And so we're going to refresh ourselves. And one of the things I know that you and I have done, you mentioned that you started at NLT. I remember for me, when I read the message for the first time, I was all of my brain always defaulted to the NIV or the King James. And when I started reading the message, all of the sudden I was here the same teaching in a new way. And so it would be great because I would read it in the message and go, oh my gosh. And then I'd go back to the other ones and be like, oh, it was always there. I just didn't see it. So we and, and you know you. what? There's a reason for that, Lisa, you know, that it's really good to, to read different translations. And it's because the Hebrews have 6,000 words of roughly in their alphabet, whereas we have about 12,000. So it takes more for us to say what the Hebrew Bible is saying. So it's good to see it from these different angles. Right. And I really enjoy the Passion Translation. I have found it to be just an incredible, refreshing translation. So if you, you know, you can get a hold of that, there's Bible apps, you can find things that are free on the internet. So let go of last year's success and failures, get a different perspective on fasting, refresh yourself in God's word, and then pray, pray. 
pray, especially if you are in a difficult season, even if it's just, I remember being in a horrible season and my prayer was just like, God, I cast all my cares on you because you care for me. I know that you care for me. So I'm going to give you, I can't, I can't think about anything. This is overwhelming. So I cast all my cares on you for you care me, care for me. When I was uh, a young mother, I remember I was like, let me be slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to wrath put a watch over my mouth. It was like my prayer for a really long time. But you pray, you pray, and you and prayer is a conversation. And then the last thing that you need to do so that helps important. just kind of seal all this is stay in community. Love, yeah. yeah, we don't, we were not created for isolation. And I know that, you know, if you're at home alone, nobody's going to hurt you, but you're also not going to grow into everything that God has for you because you were created to do life in community. We do courage in community. We do growth in community. Community. We do generosity in community. And so we need to be people who have community. I love that there's really this emphasis among the millennials and the next generation that they want to do community. You know, in Proverbs 18, one says, man who isolates himself, seeks his own desire and rages, rages against rages. all Don't wise rage. Judgment. Don't do it. Don't rage against judgment. Hey, Lisa, we've gone long this, but it's but it's been really it's, good. It's a great strategy. Yeah, it really is. Um, and and we just want to thank all of you for listening. I, I just feel like we got a family, a podcast family. It's just so fun because uh, we get to meet you guys and we're out traveling all over the world, literally all over the world. I, I think I've had people talk to me about our podcast in Asia, Africa, the United States. It's just amazing. But anyway, please, to all of our new friends, write a review and subscribe and share this podcast through iTunes. And I just want to remind you, the God Where Are You book is a great resource to find strength and purpose in your wilderness season. Be sure to grab a copy for yourself or a friend. And let me just say this, that it, if you, it's even just going to Amazon and clicking a button and you can get one for you and your family or your friends or whatever. It will really help you. We really, really love you guys. And until next time, this has been Conversations with the beautiful Miss Lisa Bevere and John Bevere. Thanks for listening to Conversations with John and Lisa. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. And be sure to subscribe and share these episodes through iTunes. You can also connect with John and Lisa through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time.